The Israel Report with Rolene Marks. Well, what were we chatting about yesterday in anticipation of the Pride Parade? That's probably underway right now. Joining us on the line, our correspondent from Israel, Rolene Marks. Rolene, great to have you on board as usual. Great to be here. Wow, what a day. I tell you, just down the road, we have mm-hmm. a big royal wedding. I, of course, have been on Fashion Watch. Oh, of course you have, uh, noticing from your Facebook posts and what have you, and of course how you love your fashion shows, Rolene Marks. But for now, the Pride Parade in Jerusalem, what's the latest? Okay, so we've just had word that far-right activists have uh, called off what they call a beast march, which they were planning to counter the Jerusalem Pride uh, Parade. Now, the the Pride Parade, uh, an expected or an estimated rather 30,000 participants happening in Jerusalem at the moment. And uh, these far righters have called off their parade, but they say, we remain opposed with all our souls to the abomination parade in Jerusalem and the other cities in Israel. They call on activists to oppose the normalization of pride with protests and intellectual struggle. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I just don't have the words for that because uh, it's just it, it's not what mm-hmm. – um, Today's march is about it's, it's called pride and tolerance, and this does just not fit in with the ethos and the um, the acceptance that befits a capital city. So, uh, okay, so Roline, what what we have now is the pride parade taking place, and um, you've also so there's also I was reading a report earlier on Ben Gavir insisting that there's also like say. An, an oversight for those objecting to it. So you've got the parade going on, and of course uh, the police and the authorities watching those who are wanting to disrupt and whatever, because their rights have also got to be uh, well respected. Is that what's going on right now? Well, we can respect hmm. everybody's rights, whether you're pro or, hmm. uh, or whether you're against the the pride march, but be respectful. And, you know, using this kind of language, we heard very insightful language earlier in the week calling uh, for participants to be, to be burnt or to be shot. We had Hamas yesterday calling it a parade of perverts, calling on Palestinians in East Jerusalem to, to oppose it. Uh, it's just, uh, I, I really, I feel for the marchers and I feel for our security forces who are out in full force uh, mm-hmm. ensuring that there is calm. So so when is this parade expected to, to complete, uh, Roland? When, when are we looking at a conclusion to it? It'll co- uh, conclude in about a couple of hours or so. Okay. The um, ambassador from the United States, Thomas Nutt, he is participating. We also have had some language from the marches. It's also uh, an unacceptable calling Ben Gavir a, a, a Nazi. I would caution them to be very, very uh, careful of using language like that because then it's also inflammatory. Um, so... Ben Gavir, who in the past has participated in what they call this beast parade, where apparently donkeys were paraded through uh, the the streets to make a, uh, a an objection to the to the pride parade. Uh, this time, Ben Gavir has said that. Um, 
it is an imperative to ensure that nobody is harmed, that every, that everything goes off uh, peacefully. However, you know, he has said that anybody who has uh, contradictory opinions should also have the right to protest. But uh, I would also caution him to add on to that, do not use insightful language. And that's the language we've heard coming from these far-right activists. Now, earlier today, police arrested three um, a man in his 60s, one in his 40s, and one we're unclear about the, the details. And uh, this is the situation at the moment. Okay, so uh, as you've mentioned, a couple of hours to go for the march. Uh, let's see what story uh, we'll be talking about uh, next week. Well, it's already, as I mentioned, it's Thursday already rolling. What story we'll be talking about next week, Thursday, when we meet, looking at uh, feedback as to what's going to transpire here. Moving on to now the largest ever delegation from the UK House of Lords to visit Israel to discuss trade ties. But let's also discuss UK-Israel ties. Over to you. Well, this is a very, very welcome development. This mm. is a huge delegation coming from the House of Lords uh, in, in the United Kingdom to Israel. They want to talk what we call tachlis, the practicalities. They say, you know, in the past we have spoken philosophically, you know, yeah. we, you, we've spoken uh, at, at that kind of level, but we really need to now look at the practicalities. Mm. Uh, they have said that the ties between Israel and the UK are warming up significantly. They're growing closer. This is something that you and I have been discussing mm. over the last couple of months that we do see mm-hmm. um, a, a growing of, of ties between the two countries. Now, if we go back 75 years, we know the history with uh, the United Kingdom, the role in having the mandate in what was then British Mandate Palestine, the divisions, the Balfour Declaration, uh, a, a lot of concern coming from people. Why didn't the Queen ever visit the State of Israel? Uh, you know, many took it to mean that she was snubbing. Uh, on the contrary, those are decisions made by the Foreign Office. Just a couple of weeks ago, uh, ago you and I discussed it. We are possibly seeing a visit from His Majesty the King. Mm-hmm. That's in, in uh, discussions, and that will be huge. But also, having a delegation from the House of Lords sends uh, a huge, huge um message to Israelis that the United Kingdom wants to trade with us, we want to grow closer. You and I have spoken about the uh, very famous op-ed co-authored mm-hmm. by then Foreign Ministers Liz Truss and Yair Lapid about facing off together against Iran, growing ties, growing cooperation and uh, we've had those bills uh, discussed in the opening of Parliament last year about the legislation to be introduced and signed off in the United Kingdom that would seriously inhibit the anti-Israel work of organizations cool. like BDS. So, Roland, just to recap, uh, we're looking forward to this. When is this visit uh, scheduled to take place or what dates are we looking at there? The scheduled visit for the representatives from the House of Lords within the next couple of weeks. So I think you and I will be Mm -hmm. chatting about it fairly soon. Good. Okay, let's see what transpires uh, from that. And there'll probably be a lot to discuss because Erwin and I are correct in, thing, in saying that uh, trade ties between Israel and Britain has really stepped up in recent months or years for that matter. 
absolutely. We have seen a, a huge increase in, mm-hmm. in in cooperation, and we've just had. Well, and actually, we still have them here. They're here until tomorrow. A delegation of 60 veterans. These are wounded veterans from the United Kingdom. They are participating in uh, veterans' games along with Israeli veterans and, and their families. So about 180 strong. Earlier this week, the um, Minister for Veteran Affairs was here in Israel to learn from, from Israel. And, and this is, you know, where we see person-to-person bridge building, and and it's really something special uh, that that we are seeing. We are seeing members of the British Armed Forces, some suffering from PTSD, Mm -hmm. some who have lost limbs, competing in friendly competition against their Israeli counterparts, hosted by Beit Talokhem, United Kingdom, which uh, translates to House of the Warrior and the RDF Disabled Veterans Fund. So uh, a lot of focus right sure. now on Israel-UK relations. Well, look forward to chatting about that, Rolene. We've just got about a minute left uh, to chat. Uh, let's look at the woman who was wounded in Sabaro bombing 22 years ago who's now passed away. Well, this is just absolutely heartbreaking. You know, if we go back 20-something years, it was the height of the second intifada, and there was that infamous bombing at the Sparrow Pizzeria in Jerusalem. And last night, uh, Hannah Nachenberg, who was 53 years old, who had been in a coma for uh, 22 years now, has passed away as a result of uh, her wounds missing the chance to see her children grow up, experience their weddings, and we hope that she is now finally at peace. Indeed, Rolin. Rest in peace, yeah. Wish your family all the condolences. Rolin, we're going to leave it there. Can you believe it? It's Thursday again. We're going to chat to each other again next Monday. We're going to have to leave it there, Rolin. Shabbat shalom for tomorrow. Thanks so much for joining us once again and giving us a lowdown on what's happening in the Holy Land at the moment.